What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring. Jacqueline. Yes? This one will apply to you. There's a report that only 3% of black professionals Mm. want to return to work. Full-time, post-COVID. If you are hiring and you are the lovely HR voice on this show, you fire somebody who don't want to come back in the office? Oh, that's a good one because I don't want to go back into the office. However, (laughs) (laughs) if they say we're going back to the office, and you tell me you're not coming back to the office. I'm going to also tell you to go ahead and give me your two weeks. Send your badge in. I need your keys. It's over. Because they want you back. Ralph, could you go back into an office now? Now that you've enjoyed having the kids and everybody right there at your fingertips at all times? Yep. Yeah, but I can go back to the office. Uh, it would be really? eight hours of quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, nobody asking you to turn on the Xbox or yelling at you indirectly for being in the wrong place. I probably could go back into the office. Yeah. Ralph, I, yeah. Banging on the door right now. Straight up. Just you, you see, look at my background. My background's an office. Why? <laughs> and see, that's the this difference. Is a go back. But that's the difference. I live alone. So, I mean, it's all zen and peace and quiet over here. You know I'm what? happy. And I respect the fact that you live alone, Jacqueline, and I'm willing to solve that for you by sending you my children. <laughs> um, you can take them on. Um, you know, think of it like an eBay type situation. I'll even let you bid on it. It's, it's cool. <laughs> Start cool. the show. My name is Roy. Welcome to my job fair. Listen. It has been a wonderful, wonderful month of June, but we're into July now, and a happy post-4th of July to you, JG, the wonderful, wonderful co-host. How you doing? I'm well, and I do not celebrate that. Okay, I didn't. Acting like I told you, happy Hanukkah or something. My bad. Pardon me. Pardon me, did I ask you to bow down to the goodness of the American flag? I just told you, <laughs> happy barbecue. Anyway, Ralph the Third. Also, up, how you doing? been, brother? I'm, I'm, I'm over here clutching my pearls because of Jacqueline. <laughs> I, I didn't know. 
is it okay to fuck you? Like I don't even know what happened right now. So like, is it okay know. to ask you if you had a good Fourth of July? Or should I? Just, did you have a good Nacho Freedom Day, sir? I, did, I, you know, I, I celebrated by running over the Mason Dixon line fast as I could, just back and forth, just you know what I'm saying. Just <laughs> I had a great Fourth of July. I enjoyed it. I ate a lot of steak. I don't, I don't celebrate the fireworks, but I, I celebrate eating. Oh, great, you don't like the fireworks? Time. You don't like fireworks? Nah, I didn't say that. That's not I don't like fireworks. I don't like. I didn't like getting close to people before COVID. Now mm. I still don't understand going out somewhere and getting all close on the side of the street just to crane your neck up. It don't make sense to me. I watch it on TV. It looks really good. Hmm. I don't know many people who grew up around gunshots that appreciate fireworks as an adult. Mm. I think mm. there is a serious correlation. I'm not trying to get all into some PTSD shit and all of that, mm-hmm. but... I think there is a very interesting correlation between people who don't like fireworks and people who just always heard cow, 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 cow every night. Hmm. Mm. We're going to be joined by a good friend of mine on the show today. Um, this woman does a lot, a lot of dope things. We're going to talk with her in the job fair. Normally, we explore one career, but she is a woman that has created a platform that gives opportunities for people across innumerable thank you birmingham city schools for that word (laughs) across innumerable fields uh Mm -hmm. before we get into cody's outstanding employee of the week i want to circle back to what we were just talking about jg and just how so many people do not want to go back to work if they are people of color now this Mm -hmm. is from bizjournals.com thank you to our researcher down south georgia girl for bringing this to our attention via email black workers are less excited about is that one of your children ralph one to be traded over to jacqueline's house Wait a minute. absolutely probably my daughter yeah okay yeah so they just, all right well pack a bag when we're done with this episode and jacqueline you'll be ready to go back to work then here's why here's why black people are hesitant black workers are less excited about the prospect of returning to the office because they are less likely to feel like they belong in that space, many face mm-hmm. microaggressions and discrimination yep. in the office, and they feel like they have to code switch, mm-hmm. adjust the way they look, talk, or behave to fit in. Remote work has helped many reduce such incidents that are stressful. Facts. Could you file against your white, predominantly white office, could you file a workers' compensation claim saying that y'all stress me out? It's hard to prove those microaggressions because they don't know <laughs> that they're real or they don't um, they don't feel that they're w- real. I'll say that. Really? No, you can't touch my hair. Yeah, that's a microaggression, all right? Like, they know they're wrong. They know they're they wrong. I'm, I'm so serious. They might I had dreads. Now. I had dreads down to my butt. You mm-hmm. heard me? And they every day, every day, you're out. Can we touch your hair? You know that's a microaggression. Touch your own dog on hair. Ain't right. I'm not taking up for them, but I don't think they know. I don't think they know. You HR, you you the fire, you the you sided with them, Jacqueline. I'd have been fine. No, 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 no. I I just don't think they know. Mm. Now here's here's something that I found interesting here. Uh, This was in Mm Newsweek.com. It was talking about some of the reasons that workers are hesitant to return to work. Um, More than two thirds worry about their health and safety. Mm-hmm. Same amount believe companies should require the vaccine. 
before they return to work, um, which is an understandable concern. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Ralph, I don't know if you were on board yet when we were talking about whether or not it's an HR violation to ask your coworker if they've been mm-hmm. vaccinated. I actually when, listened to that show. I, I, I listened to that show quite a lot, actually. And uh, I enjoyed the fact that you, when you asked her, she said that it was not a HIPAA violation to ask people if you were at work to to do that. And I I don't know. I, I kind of feel like you should be able to ask folks, but I, I, I've just seen these enough recently. Just people are very weird about to be vaccinated or not to be vaccinated. People are super That's strange just- about that. That's because it's been politicized. Now, here's the one statistic about this return to work Mm -hmm. that I found most interesting. 41% of people say that they would be willing to take a lower salary to remain at home. Wow. Hmm. 41. That ain't no punk-ass number right there. 41, that's almost half. That's pretty good. That's pretty high. Pretty I think and that's I, a good counter. I, I can't I can't argue. I really do think the staying at home thing does bring a different element to your job because you don't have to deal with somebody, for example, breathing over your desk. Or like there's always that one person in the office who smells funny, but can't nobody say nothing about it. And you got to go every day of the week and you got to walk past that person's desk. And now you ain't got to do that when you work at home. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to deal with musty office workers when you're at home. That's that's worth the staying at home. See, Ralph comes from that world of radio where there's a lot of unbathed people what? in radio. Facts. Oh, yeah. Overnight, oh, Jacqueline. too. Oh, Jacqueline. Radio oh, station, mm-hmm. like a radio station building, You like the average radio cluster building probably has like four or five different stations. Mm-hmm. So there's just innumerable people <laughs> working <laughs> funky. I've gone mm-hmm. to, I'll admit, I've gone days without bathing in radio. You work like, overnight. You ain't seeing nobody. I was ain't nobody worried about that. Like, like I would work morning show. I would drive four hours, do a show, drive back four hours to Birmingham, get back at like three thirty in the morning. I'm so scared of oversleeping. I would sleep at the station. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would just sleep on the fucking couch in the jock lounge, and it would. It might be two days before I shower. Yes, I know that's nasty and no. funky in your balls. No, but I didn't have a woman. I was. It was dedication. That's what dedication smells like. You didn't smell, though, did you? I don't know. You... I'm me. Musty people can't. <laughs> you can't smell your own must. But I mean, it takes at least a week before you smell yourself. You weren't out yeah, there. Yeah, you do like... need a good cold week. I agree with that. You need at least a good cold week for you to be like, "Is that me?" You but you I mean? weren't. Like... You weren't out there digging dirt or something, and then running back. Hold in up! Here? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Stop chuckling. Studios are hot. And when you were in a studio overnight, and let me forbid, like, you got to keep the energy up. So you got to keep yourself moving. If you're doing, like, he was doing morning show stuff. So, you know, he had to do comedy yeah. bits. You got to keep yourself up. You be sweating when you walk out the booth. You be sweating. Yo, I, like, And man. then you sit in a car for four hours with no air circulation oh, to your booth. Talk about it. Talk about Just it. Just driving up and down the freeway. Then four hours back. Then you're sleeping on that jock couch in the jock lounge <laughs> where somebody it's called had- a jock. They keep telling you jock just to let you know how dirty it is too. jock. It's a jock couch <laughs> in a jock room. Just jock, jock, jock. All right. Well, for Let's clarity, just really quickly clarity. Now, if you're going to ask me to cut my salary to stay at home, I'm not going to stay at home. I'm coming back to the office just so we're clear. And I'm not going to take a salary cut. 
if I have to stay at home or anything cutting my salary, I'm going back to the office. That's because you're a gun owner and you don't care about microaggressions because you'll pistol whip somebody. But <laughs> the average person don't carry themselves like you, Jacqueline. You have to keep Next. remembering. You are very much a behavioral anomaly when it comes to your energy in an office space. I don't know if you realize that or not because no, you've always you been mean? you, but you, you move with a different set of I know you ain't talking to me. Like, you don't get microaggressions. You give the microaggressions. Talk about like, it. You are the person that, you know, it's like it's like breaking bad. Like, I'm not scared of danger. I am the danger. <laughs> like, you walked white with it. All right, we got we got somebody on hold right now for worse than first. Real quick, let's get into Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Yes. All right. This one is quick and simple. Uh, this is overseas, mm-hmm. across the pond to Britain, yeah, all right. A little video on the telly, all right, from Britain, all right, no worries. No worries. Security guard, uh, plain and simple, and Jacqueline, JJ, you know I love security. Third, where you stand on security guard fights? Are you, are you okay <laughs> with security guards assaulting customers? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm more about customers assaulting security guards, more so. I enjoy a good customer security guard fight. I do, actually. I, I, Why I are you anti-security guard? I, see, I'm pro-security because a security guard is essentially, they behave in the way that we hope law enforcement does. Hmm. You yell and scream at them. They give you eight, nine, 15 warnings. And mm-hmm. then finally, when you they finally had enough, they just body slam your ass. But you live. Mm. You live to see another day. Another day. Well, you know, it, it would be so much easier if the, the the hilarity that ensues when you see somebody, you see a security guard trying to take on somebody thinking to themselves, yeah, they could take that person. Then they end up catching an L. I, I just, I enjoy the L catching. Enjoy the L catching. Okay. I don't know why you would go to that extent as a security guard to protect anybody else's stuff, but I digress. What's your story? That's the joy in watching. You gonna fight over McDonald's like that? McDonald's is your home? McDonald's is your home? You fighting for McDonald's and they will fight for McDonald's. You don't even have McDonald's stock. Why would you get involved like that? Now, if I had McDonald's stock, you don't know that they can have penny stocks. They can have penny stocks, Jacqueline. That's popular now for for security guards, bitcoins, and, and penny stocks. They got penny stocks in in that McDonald's. That's why they fight. Mm. So Bitcoin. this is exactly where this incident occurred. Oh my god! <laughs> of course, McDonald's overseas, where a security guard is standing, you know, proudly in front of the store. I'm sorry, we're closed. You cannot come in. Woman has drink. Woman throws drink in security guard's face and attempts to hit him. And security guard pushes them down. Now, the thing that sucks about this one is that this is man versus woman, Mm -hmm. which when we talk about actual physiological advantages that a man has, you just got to let the drink ride. So, I still, though, and this is a touchy one, JG. I can feel your eyeballs. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I can feel your eyeballs. Kind of judgy. Uh, I am not. Go ahead. If you run up on me, I I can push you back. 
And the security guard just pushed it back just a little bit of get up off me. Just a little bit of get up off me. And I feel like that's enough to just keep you from hurting my face. A karate block and a pushback. Get back, woman. You cannot have any more McDonald's. And for that, security guard who defended a burger that don't even belong to you. Mm. Okay, I guess I'm alone on this one. You are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. <laughs> now, before we get into worse than first, tell me what the security guard should have done then, JG. Let her have it. Who cares? I'm getting, what, $15 an hour, maybe? I'm not about to sit there and get involved like this. And also, with re- it would have never gotten to the point of her having to physically accost me or assault me or whatever because I wouldn't have cared that much. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's just me though. But then also, women, if you're going to hit a man, take him down. See? I am the danger. (laughs) I am the danger. You got to take him down. Don't hit him and he's going to get back up. Take him down. Jacqueline's like, pistol with him. Take your nine out your purse and just mollywop him. Until he don't Regardless no of gender, I think that defensive, never going on the offensive, but being defensive in a situation like that, I'm not going to let you pluck my eyeballs out. Like, you just got no. to, that's just base level security guarding. And so that's my thing is that I feel like to some degree the security guard showed restraint and could have gone crazy, but didn't. So, you know what? All right, I stand alone on that one. They ain't going to always be unanimous. No. I ain't taking a bullet for a burger. Bingo. I'm with Jacqueline. I can't so both of y'all would have just let let the person walk in. I'd have gave her extra fries for real. Like you, you sound stressed. Here, take this apple pie. I ain't We're getting fired st- over this. Here, I don't this. know what their equivalent is of nine one one, but I just would have dialed it and said, "You all need to get here because I'm not getting involved in this." See, that's why I call the police. Up stressed out in the first place because y'all calling call them to break up damn fast food fights. I don't call the police. Can't do that. You can call, call them the in police. England. They ain't got guns. They have to call the second wave of police that's got the guns. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, I, I watch soccer. That means they beat you black all over the world. That's why they kneel before the games. They beat me too. I ain't getting beat. <laughs> One of my partners told me that. Guy. He said, he said, don't think because our cops don't carry guns that they ain't good with that stick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Bruh. that is a very fair point, sir. So you what happened to the woman? Point. What happened? Think they white cappers. That, that's where the that video game. ends. The oh, video okay. I saw ends with him get back and him still standing guard like a sentinel. Let's get into worst and first. This is where we invite you, the job fair listener, to come on the show and share with us, you know, a time that was wistful and remembering and wonderful. We 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 talk about worst and first in the sense of talking about a job that may have been frustrating mm-hmm. or a job that might not have been fun. Or a job that might not have been, you know, fair to you. But let's not also forget that sometimes worst and first is about something beautiful. That first job is like your first kiss. It's like it's like losing your fiscal virginity to the IRS. <laughs> you had that job being gently held with that 1099 as you... Go into the living room as a 15-year-old with a Baskin-Robbins W-2 and go, Father, how do I do my taxes? And he goes, little motherfucker, get out of here. I'm watching the A-Team. And you go upstairs and cry. 
And then when it's time to apply for student loans in college when you're 18, you find out that the IRS hadn't <laughs> forgot that you never got around to that tax return from when you was 15 years old and your student loan application is delayed and you almost don't qualify for Phi 8 to go to Florida A&M University. And at that point, the application mm. deadline is passed for <laughs> so many other colleges and Mm. Oh, Lord, Father God, I might have oh. to go to the school where my mother teaches. And oh. I, and, no. And I don't want to no. go to that school because no. I don't want my mama over my shoulder. Not in college. in college. No. No. Please. Oh, I no. Please, Father God, don't mm. let that happen. Uh, JG, who do we have on the line to share with us one of their worst or first job stories? He's going to take us back to McDonald's and he is <laughs> right to the front door. Oh, McDonald's first break. Oh my gosh. Is it Talib? Am I pronouncing that correctly? That is correct. Oh, I'm not even looking Thank at the you. camera. Wonderful, wonderful, hilarious New York comedian Talib. Talib, Talib how you doing, brother? I'm fantastic, man. The McDonald's talk y'all was talking about, it, it, it really took me back. It got me in, in, in preparation for this. It got me ready. Uh-oh. Hey, well, hey, Roy. Hey, Roy. Yeah. Hey, Roy. Yeah. Hey, man. Can I get some out of the way? Go, okay. Can I get some out of the way, man? No, you don't. H-U. You know. Okay. All right. We can continue on. I got to acknowledge the Black House guy. Thank you. I appreciate that. All day. All day. I'll hang up on both of y'all in university. But I'm not here to argue about black college institutions. Uh, Talib, Talib, why was McDonald's? Why, why walk us through your McDonald's experience? Was it wonderful and beautiful, or was it stressful? It was stressful and everything terrible. Um, it was so it was my worst job and also my first job at the same time. And my father is a McDonald's manager, so my summer after my freshman year at Howard. I had to get a job. And the the decision I had, the choice I had was either work at McDonald's or get a job somewhere else. And my dad said, you got till like, let's say June 15th to get a job before you come to work at McDonald's. So I was applying everywhere. Nobody wanted me. And uh, June 15th arrived and I had to log on and get on the McDonald's website and fill out my information. And by June 16th or 17th, I was in uniform and serving burgers. You couldn't say no and just get kicked out the house? Or you would have gotten kicked out the house? No, I don't think getting kicked out the house would have been an issue. It just was like, I just, I needed money. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I probably would have got kicked in the head maybe, but not out the house. Like, you know, it, it just would have been like a difficult summer, you know? I, gotcha. It just, I didn't want to deal with it. It's, it's easier than fighting with this man every day. Let me just go on. Exactly. Okay. So you're working at McDonald's for your father. How are the other employees treating you? So I got an interesting relationship. Mm -hmm. I got lucky. So what my dad, what he did to lessen the the hardship was he sent me to another McDonald's that wasn't his Mm -hmm. McDonald's store. So there was little sympathy there. And um, you got to be your own man. (laughs) I'm sending you across town. (laughs) <laughs> and don't embarrass me. That's all it was. <laughs> there it is. He was tight with the manager, so it was like it, it still was a weird relationship because because the the manager was like anything I did, he could report to my pops. So I had to really be on my piece and cues. 
Okay. And my dad was a manager, so he's taking his job way more seriously than mm-hmm. I am. Like, and this is my first job. So he's looking at this like, like he is molding me. And this is like, this is like the the, the family heir is like really getting, you know, getting, getting ready to pass on. And I could have gave two dams about, mm-hmm. you know, putting on that <laughs> uniform. I didn't really think much of it. But so he was hard on me. He was hard on me. I had my drawer come up short. He found out he was, he was pissed. The first day, so he, uh, first day he says, go to this, go to the store. And when you get there, put me on the phone with the, with the, uh, with the manager. I go there to the address he gave me and I'm like, Hey, um, to leave, I'm so-and-so son, ready to start for the first day. And the manager's like, who? I'm like, I'm to leave. I'm, you know, my, my pops talked to you like yesterday. Like I'm yeah. supposed to be here. He's like, yeah. what? Let me talk to your dad. And then he talks to my dad. Dan hands back the phone. He's like, you're at the wrong store. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, I ended up, <laughs> I'm man. at the wrong store. I'm off to a horrible start. What lesson, what was probably the most valuable thing you took from that job? Most valuable? That's still, that's still with you to this day. Two things. One is that the people in the customer service industry are for real heroes. Like, it's cliche, but like, mm-hmm. People really like people come in there and look at you crazy and talk to you crazy any type yeah. of way, and those like those people behind the, the cash register behind the counter they really put in work and don't get nearly half the pay they deserve. So that's one thing I learned. And two, I learned that like everything comes with a price. Like I, I as a kid, my dad was he's a manager when I was a kid too. So when I was really young, it was lit. He used to bring home food and bring home like Happy Meal toys. I was, I was like, oh, it's lit. It's perfect. So I remember my first week, I started working at, the, at, at McDonald's. And I used to have a 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. shift. So I'm, I'm getting ready to clock out like 10 something, leaving. And I'm like, hold on. I'm like, you know, give me some food. Like, this is about to be lit. So I go get like two four piece nuggets, like three apple pies. I get them in flurry. I put Oreos and MMs. I'm getting freaky. Like, I'm, I'm just like, yo, I, I work here. This is all right. Let's time to, you know, cash in. And I remember I'm leaving. And uh, the night manager, she used to call me quiet boy. Like I said, I, I did not socialize for real. I was, I, I was like, I don't, I'm here to just get this done and I'm out of here. She's like, quiet boy, where are you going? I'm like, I'm about to go home. And she's like, you put that food in the system? And I'm like, I'm about to oh, put this food no. in my stomach. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, <laughs> you got to pay for that. It's a 30% yeah. discount, but you got to mm-hmm. enter that food and you got to pay for that. And I'm like, I just worked eight daunting hours you're telling me my time is not worth a four-piece don't nugget? you get the free meal like at subway on if you worked the eight-hour shift at subway you got a six-inch sandwich for free on you it was basic you couldn't like do none of the specialty sandwiches so they didn't like give you all that so at the end of your shift you're trying to like go and get the take-home meal yes 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 okay. they gave us they gave us we had free lunch that was it your lunch break they would they would uh, give you that compensated, the whole meal you can get. Uh, but I think I think you had to get like medium. You couldn't even get like a large. You get you large. Had to get, like, yeah, you had to get medium. But that was yeah, the one a combo. Thing. So no dessert, no nothing. Just pick any combo you want. Yeah, that was it. This is such a sidebar. But anyone who talks to us about McDonald's, I have to ask the question: What's the deal with the ice cream machine? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Look, it. Why is it broken? It had its day. Why is it, it always was, down? Yes. It, it, it was Across working some days. 
It was working some days. There was actually is it really broken, time. or are you motherfuckers lazy mm. and don't want to clean it? So you you like when Wendy's dumps the frosty juice at seven p.m., knowing they don't close till eleven. You getting the head on your side work? It was. There's look. I'll speak on what was, what was happening <laughs> at my store. Mm-mm. I'll, speak, Mm-mm. I'll speak on what's happening at my store. It, it the times when it was to be serviced, those were sporadic. And sometimes, you know, we got overwhelmed and we couldn't always get the things we needed to get to. And if there were some things that needed to be cast to the Rap side, the shit. sacrificing <laughs> ice cream like it ain't shit. Rap I don't even understand this right now. This, mm-hmm. this is crazy. Now, I, I, I'm just speaking, look, the, the statute of limitation. I'm just speaking on uh, <laughs> what happened in, in 2010. I can't speak on here's what's going my, on in 2021. Here's my question. Here's my question. All right. So if your pops was a manager. I know for a fact that you can't own a McDonald's without working at a McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. How hard, honestly, pops aside, how hard was it to work in fast food? How hard was it working at McDonald's? On a scale of one to 10, it was like 29. Like it was like, <laughs> and it was the summertime and my McDonald's were at the store I was at, there was a, um, a, a rec center, like maybe down the block. So there's pool and stuff there. So like they just literally just getting swarmed by kids and like parents coming with kids mm-hmm. and chaperones and all that. So it would get crazy. And then like the McFlurry machine and the ice cream machine, that would get insane. Everybody wants, it's 92 degree day on a Wednesday. Like they come through to, to get their stuff and we got to tell them, hey, machine's down and they want to they wanna grab you while you have collar, pull you across the counter. Like what? And, and it's just- Why is your machine really always good. down? Mm. Yeah, why yeah. Why don't y'all have a second machine? Yeah. Why, why the fuck yeah. can't this profitable number one of all time over gajillion, billion, trillion served? That's what you put on the sign, bragging about all the motherfucking Bats. money you make. Uh-huh. Mm. And I know you got the space. Scoot over some of that goddamn salads that nobody buys and put a second. Respectfully, I'm sorry salad. for raising my voice. <laughs> no, I, I think you, salads and sell more ice cream. Yeah, y'all are right. Y'all are right. And look, let's let's honestly let's let's appreciate that McDonald's is growing a little bit because there was a time where McDonald's breakfast ended at like seven fifty eight a.m. Mm. and now we're all day breakfast. So let's just yeah. keep hoping what? that they will listen to y'all's uh, complaints and suggestions, and that a second machine will be in place there at stores at a, at a normalcy. I'm just going to say this. The reason why I love that machine so much is because fresh fries from McDonald's and the ice cream together, heaven. That's good stuff. It's a hit. All-time worst food combo of all time. Oh, whatever. That's good stuff. No, I'm voting against you. I'm not going to argue with you. You are not supposed to combine French fries and ice cream. That is... No. Jacqueline, you you, you have the vision. I'm with you. It's delicious. Well, I can't let you go without uh, letting you plug yourself, um, your podcast and everything else that you're doing, brother. You are a funny brother. You are running these streets in New York, doing the comedy grind. So just tell everybody where they can find you, man. I appreciate that. You can find me uh, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all that. Talib Bab, T-A-L-I-B. B is in bastard. Bab, B-A-B-B. All B is in bastard. Uh, that's That's where you can find me at. Banana. You're going to remember Bastard. You're going to remember Bastard the more you remember Banana. True. Hey, Talib, Bab, thank you so much for coming on the job, Fab Brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate y'all. Keep doing yeah, the great man. work. Thank hey, you. thank you, fam. After the break, 
We're going to be joined by the homegirl April Rain. April Rain of Rain Day Jobs. And she's going to talk to you about her mission to put as many job openings as she can in front of motherfucking strangers. Uh, she's doing a lot of great work. We're going to talk to her. We may even dig back in the past, talk to her about some of that Oscar So White shit, Ralph. Uh, this is Job Fair. We'll be back. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Job fair. We back. It's a fun first break, JG. Learned a lot about Mike Donalds. Not McDonald's. Mike Donalds. Uh, I didn't know that the salads were like, somebody told me that the McDonald's salads, like they really be making them fresh. There was a time when Wendy's was the only fast food spot that had salads. That's right. And they charged so much. Wendy's was the one fast food spot where you felt like you was eating healthy because I just had chili and a loaded baked potato and salad covered in blue cheese. I'm fine, right? <laughs> like, nah, it's pretty much all the same. Uh, it's trying to get into the part of the show where we explore the world of employment. And, you know, generally we have people on who, how can I put this? They, they're risking it all to come on this program, Jacqueline. These are people in highly professional circles that are coming on, many unauthorized from their head honchos to share with you, the job fair listener, opportunities in the world of employment. If you are hiring or you know of somewhere that's hiring, please be a part of the show. Email us RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. Um, I would love, I would love for you to be a part of the program. Jacqueline, who's on the phone? We have April, and April wants to talk about the many job opportunities provided by her hashtag. Rainy day jobs. April rain, my dear. Can I say friend yet? Can I say friend? I would hope so. Why wouldn't you be able to say friend? I don't know. Some folks like to keep you in the colleague zone. So, you know, I don't know. See, okay. This is is my thing. If we have each other's phone numbers, we're friends. Because I don't give my number out to everybody. And if you can just text me and say whatever, then we're friends. So you and I are absolutely friends. It's hard to put what you do under one umbrella because I do consider you a journalist. I do consider you an activist. I do consider you a strategist. Uh, You know, a lot of people know you from creating the Oscar So White hashtag that I believe helped to usher in a new level of inclusivity and accountability in the world of Hollywood as we talk about representation in this new awakening. Yeah, that's the word we use now. In this new racial awakening that we're having now, uh, April Rain was one of them people trying to wake your ass up long before it was popular to do so. Um, but you've also done something. Now, I found you on Twitter years ago. when I, So when I first got hired at The Daily Show, I was like, let me follow some black folks that look like they talking about some shit. So I can... Look like I'm talking about some shit when I'm on TV. I need to know what the smart black folk talking about. So I, you know, I followed you and a couple others, and you were always you always had this hashtag that always stood out to me: rainy day jobs. And you just posted, just hey, this company, hey, that company, this company, that company, all hiring. What inspired that? 
I, I think it was the size of my platform, you know, and, and not to pop my own collar, but I, I am followed by an obscene number of people. Uh, and I believe that we lift as we climb. So these are not my jobs. This is me literally just slapping the hashtag on or some people use it themselves now and me just retweeting. So if XYZ Corporation has a job posting and they have 5,000 followers, we're great. They can put that out there and it goes to those 5,000. If I retweet it, it now goes to 180,000. That's all. Um, so, so rainy day jobs works both ways. It's for folks who have a job listing um, and they're looking for talent. And it also is for folks who are looking. So it is the Twitter version of LinkedIn in the sense that you can, it, you got to get it all in one tweet. That's my requirement. One tweet and you got to have the hashtag rainy day jobs. But if you can put in there what you're looking for, if you're looking for a specific location, what your requirements are, and then maybe a link to your resume, or I think, you know, the youngins are using Linktree now or whatever, and then you put that hashtag in, all I do is go search the hashtag and retweet folks, and people have been able to secure jobs this way, so I'm very thankful that, that that's helping for folks. It is Rainy Day Jobs, R-E-I-G-N-Y, Rainy day jobs uh her twitter you can find the hashtag there reign of april r-e-i-g-n of april what april is being able to do is ridiculous because like even i've looked through and seen jobs there when i was trying to get stuff back in dc you had stuff all over the place it was it's, i thought it was a pretty dope uh Hashtag, and I'm I glad I can say that. It and, and I just want to make clear for folks who are listening that there are no requirements. So it's all jobs, mm -hmm. all locations, all experience levels. So, you know, as you mentioned, we've got exp uh, engineering stuff, we got social media stuff, we have remote work. All I'm doing is retweeting what is out there and amplifying everybody else. So, um, you know, take a look, you know, and, and even if I haven't retweeted stuff, if you just use the hashtag and look at the hashtag yourself, hopefully. Hopefully you'll find something that might work for you. And you know what, April, I do want to say one more thing. Like I'm, I'm fortunate that before I got to join this wonderful staff, I was just a regular dude looking for stuff. And it's amazing to me that you actually have real jobs because what some people don't talk about is when you're out here looking for jobs, you can get fish for a job just like you getting catfished mm. if you're trying to find a girl. Real talk. That's true. And like I've definitely been through the stuff where I've been catfished for for a job that I thought was a job. But it was like a backdoor like link to buy something off of Alibaba and mm. it sucked. But like most of the stuff that I've ever Whoa. tried, like you've got legit jobs for 88.5 back in Washington, D.C. Um, and I, that's a legit organization. You know, it's not like you just have, you know, we do radio here dot com jobs. I appreciate the fact that you have legit stuff on there, too. April, if you could, and I know we only have you for a limited for a limited piece of time here. But could you talk a little bit about just your journey? Because there is a lot of what you do where what you have built for yourself required a lot of betting on yourself. Mm. And that is not easy. That is, it, I believe it's something that never gets easy. You just understand how to calculate the risks better to decide when to make certain leaps. but. Could you walk me through that moment in time where you went from having a boss to being your boss and what that transitional period was like? Yeah, thank you for asking that. It was tough. Uh, so I, I was a campaign finance 
Schultz attorney. I had absolutely no nexus to the entertainment industry, except that I love to watch TV and movies. That was it. I had no connections. Uh, and then I created Oscar So White and, um, it, I, you know, to compress a lot of it, I had to choose. Um, you know, the, the job as an attorney was killing me, was killing my soul. I was so incredibly unhappy. And so I was doing little things on the side to sort of just feed what I thought my passion was. Then Oscar So White happened and I had to make a choice. Are you going to stay in this job um, that does not fulfill you? That is, to be very clear, you know, good, stable money, all kinds of benefits, all the rest of that stuff. It was easy, but I was, it was not my passion. Or are you going to go to this thing and create your own lane um, and, and take a chance on yourself? And to be very clear, you know, I'm not recommending anybody quit their job without a safety net or a community of folks on which they can rely, um, which I had, um, but I took the leap. And, you know, I applaud the younger folks, you know, I am firmly Generation X, but I applaud the Generation Z and the millennial folks who, you know, if they don't like a job, they're gone in 18 months and they're trying different things yeah. until they find what's right. Uh, and if that sustains you and literally, you know, pays your rent or your mortgage and whatever else you've got going on, that's fantastic because so few of us are able to fall into that thing that we love right away. You know, I created Oscar So White when I was 44 years old. You know, I was midlife. Um, and now here I am at 51 and I am able to, um, you know, write my future in any way that I want. And so now I have the privilege of being able to choose jobs or not. Um, and I recognize that, you know, it takes a while to get there, but, and that's why I have a 17 year old daughter and a 21 year old son. And I've been very clear with them from the beginning, you do what you love. Right. And, and hopefully you figure out a, a way to finagle and finesse, as I say, to make that job, to make that thing that you love, make money for you. Um, but don't take a job, figure out how you can um, create a career for yourself, something that is going to that you are going to love. Don't ever mm -hmm. work for free, but figure out what that thing is that you would do for free and make that into your OK, career. I have a question. Mm. Mm. Mm hmm. Mm. Can we just go ahead and celebrate that for a second? That was ooh. snaps. That was powerful. Snaps. Go ahead, on. Was... No, go ahead, no, JG. I'm with you. I'll let JG have Celebrating that. Two things, April 1, after the show, we need to talk about your skincare routine. 51, you are stunning. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. And then I secondly, what we can talk about now is what other passions are you about to work towards? Thank you for asking that. I um, I, I want to follow in Roy Wood hmm. Jr.'s footsteps. Uh, so I'm interested in doing maybe a little podcast thing. Um, I might be interested in being behind the camera uh, and doing a little stuff. Congratulations, Roy, to you for, uh, I just saw that on deadline, you're going to be on screen. And congratulations with respect to Neutral Ground as executive you, producer. Fantastic Thank work. Thank you, ma'am. So very proud of, of everything that you're doing and how you, in fact, are lifting as you climb. I know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, so, so we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm thinking podcast. I'm thinking maybe it's a, um, a TV show reality, but not mm. ratchet. Um, I hear you. <laughs> so, mm. you know, so... 
So maybe it's a mixture of um, my life journey, but put it on an HGTV stage type station. Um, so that's all I'll say for now, but, but I'm excited about what's coming next. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Um, when I say that you're an inspiration, I mean it. And already know that these words have disseminated through other people's earbuds and into their soul. Um, we're going to work on a reality show where I have you go in. It's like bar rescue, but you go into companies that's got diversity problems and you just fix all and it's called Fix My Racism. <laughs> that's the working title. So I, I, I'm, I'm here for that. And, and between you and me, um, some of that is already happening, but I have to sign the NDA so we can't actually put it on TV. Oh, I knew okay. it. <laughs> Hustle. Hustle hard. Well, thank you so much. Um, again, it's rain, R-E-I-G-N, rain of April. Rain of April. And right there in the bios, the hashtag for rainy day jobs. Peruse that, open it, dedicate a tab to it on your browser if you're looking to pivot. Uh, it's a plenty of pivot points in there. Uh, so thank you so much, April Rain. And uh, I will see you once this COVID is going away. Do you say that? We saw each other last weekend and it was still COVID. So <laughs> it ain't like you wait. You out in these streets. Mm, in these streets. streets. <laughs> Tell them, April, in these streets. Go ahead. You, you, can play, present, you can play for the folks, right? I'm okay. presenting a facade of responsible behavior in which I respect. Oh, is your baby listening? Is that why we're doing this? Is the sun no, I, today? Meet me at a Neho on 10th and 51st. <laughs> and grab a margarita. There it is. Or three. Thank, thank yes. you all. All right. How's it after the break, we'll check in with the homie Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short, and see what's going on in his world. I'm sure it's nothing responsible. <laughs> uh, and Scam of the Week as well. We got a little scam, scam, scam going on. I love a good scam. Job fair. We'll be right back. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh 
refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Royce Job Fair. We're back. April rain. Out of the earth. There, there are people out there, JG, who really just care about the well-being of strangers. Absolutely. Ain't nobody told April rain to start no rain, rainy day jobs to help people get jobs. But she did. She does it. Put it up under a hashtag and helping people out. It's been a good show. We've I found a out a lot about <laughs> McDonald's. You have a confession. Although she was saying amazing things, on the surface, all I could hear was purple rain. Purple rain. Go ahead. Why are you always thinking about Prince? I want to say your Prince obsession is serious. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's not uncommon, but it is a little excessive for this show. This ain't even no music podcast. Maybe you need to go start a Prince podcast. We talking about employment around here. I'm just telling you. Purple rain, April rain. Go ahead. All right. Whatever you say. Um, Doves are crying, Jacqueline. I like that idea. See? There we go. What? That voice you just heard. He is the man who comes on and gives you ways to break the ice with co-workers of the opposite race. You're black, he give you something to share with your white co-workers to make the little chit-chat smooth on the job. If you're black, you do the same thing. If you're white, whatever, vice versa. Fuck it. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, his mama named him Narado. He is the author of the hit book How to Bring Your White Girlfriend to a Black College Homecoming. He is the only man to get a shake from McDonald's even when the shake machine is broken. Mm. He is Rod for short. Rod, good day to you and happy post 
Fourth. Can I wish you a happy Fourth of July? Jacqueline snapped on me at the top of the show. I don't do that. I don't celebrate that. Don't oh yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, happy Fourth, man. Yeah, I love it. Shout out to Francis Scott Key. I wouldn't go that far, nigga. I ain't going. <laughs> I'm just dude, happy to ass whooping Paul Revere. I ain't saying nothing about that Star Spangled Banner. I can be singing that. What you got against the anthem? I'm just tired. I just don't think we should be singing it everywhere. Remember, like, why I got to sing before I watch baseball? I'm drunk. I just want to watch baseball. <laughs> Respectfully. All right, right. Let's dig into it here, man. Let's give the people some things that they can um, walk away from the 4th of July with and into July to hopefully make things better as people make a return to the office with the exception of the 97% of black people who don't feel like comfortable returning. <laughs> Only 3% of black folks want to go back into the office. I'll let you kick it off, right? That sounds like a pretty high estimate. But um, <laughs> white people, what you want to be talking to black people about right now is the laziest drug dealer on the face of the planet. A Robeson County, North Carolina man was recently arrested for trying to sell weed and cocaine outside of a drug rehab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you heard that right. My man went straight to stop, the drug Stop rehab. right now. <laughs> Robeson County, North Carolina, a man was arrested for attempting to sell cocaine and weed outside of a drug rehab. The laziest, dumbest wow. slanger on the face of the planet. You can't be more suspicious looking than being a nigga trying to sell drugs outside of a drug rehab. Oh. <laughs> location, location, oh. location. Oh, that's right. This is a businessman. He's sell drugs outside a police station than a damn drug rehab. <laughs> that is so wrong. How did he mm. get caught? Was there a line? Uh, he got caught because uh, people noticed this gentleman loitering outside of a drug rehab and mm. tried to get everybody uh, outside who was coming outside of the building to come over and talk to him. And naturally, those people trying to get their lives together immediately snitched him out. That means he had yeah. bad stuff, man. That means his drugs weren't worth a damn if they told on him. If his drugs were worth something, shit, he'd still be outside there hustling and getting his money. That's, That's location. That is so That wrong. is location, location, location. That is so I mean, it does sound smart on the surface. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm but sure like there's a I certain said, element of care for people that should be, be there. But. more conspicuous than loitering outside of a drug rehab. That's like, so you need some help? Like, nah, I'm good. Hey, I by the way, I got this crack, speak. though. Right. I got I this got, crack. Got What's up? You just get out. You just get out. Oh, man. Congratulations. Um, so you don't want none of this cocaine, right? You don't want none of this. I got some Xanax, too. You don't want that, but you just got out. I got you. Here, take a Here, chip. Here's the mistake he made. He was going after people coming out instead of people going in. Now, before you go on a diet, what do you do? You spend a week you eating all of your favorite foods so you can say goodbye to them and go on your life change. What mm -hmm. better way to enter rehab than dog ass <laughs> high? You're gonna change. You're getting ready to change, bro. Mm -hmm. So just hit this one more time. Like, 
like I don't know how you sell crack. Is the do you, can you sell Lucy's like just one hit? Is it like cigarettes? It's called a dime weed? rock. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, I, listen, I don't know. Don't fucking talk to me like I. <laughs> Oh, said it with a tone, now. like I I'm supposed to know the crack measurement. Come on, now. <laughs> Ooh. but they don't. Come on, nigga, you ain't from uh, you ain't from fucking Greystone, nigga. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shout out to South Park Road, three five two eleven in the building. Uh, there, there's a lot of crack rocking the three five two eleven. Um, <laughs> this this one this one's unfortunate, but very smart. But very dumb. Awful. Predator. The proper way to sell drugs at a drug rehab is to enter the program under the guise of getting yourself clean, and then you get people to backslide with you. (laughs) What? On the outside. That's how you do that. You don't stand outside fucking selling drugs. You go in, you make friends. You know, let's go kick it and talk about getting ourselves together. Oh, by the way, look what I have left over. It's <laughs> getting private clientele right there. That's, how that's, you, how that's you an do exclusive that. list. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and and I think that's great business. Exactly. This is smart but dumb. This yeah. is this reminds me of the story of the guy. I can't remember what country they came from, but they it was a flight into Miami. And when the wheel well opened, the frozen corpse of a stowaway fell <laughs> lifeless onto the runway. I and that. It, was, it was somebody Mm-mm. who hid. Mm-mm. They were trying to sneak into America. Mm-mm. I mean, yep. he got in. He damn sure got here. I mean, he did get in. <laughs> he, 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 he jumped into the plane. Wherever I don't remember what country, but whatever's <laughs> happening in that wheel well, it ain't insulated and it ain't pressurized. Not at all. Not at all. And homie was up there at that negative thirty Fahrenheit freezer. <laughs> that is the jet. The jet stream is a fucking nitrogen, nitrogen cold ass. <laughs> and he landed. <laughs> wow. Ah. That's we insane. joke, we kid, but yeah, that's that's dumb. We're not we're not here to crack any jokes. If you or a friend is dealing with addiction, 1-800-662-4357. 1-800-662-4357. Um, dealing with that. And if you see a strange man out in front on your way in, <laughs> they want to walk on by. Don't get in his Predator. The great Dion Warwick said, Welcome <laughs> by. All right, Rod, let's flip the script. Uh, black people, what would what, you like to be talking about this July? It's dogs. Because the Clifford the Big Red Dog trailer oh. just dropped. He's got a new movie. See, even Jacqueline is exciting. Wait till you tell white folks yeah. about this shit. <laughs> They got a new trailer coming. He's got a new live-action movie. And it takes place in New York City, which I think is very weird. It's kind of, you know, people that don't have enough yard to have dogs in the first place, let alone a dog that's 15 fucking feet tall. <laughs> the clip of the big red dog in here to suit. You have I'm a kid. You should know this. 
He don't fuck with Clifford. Oh, he okay. ain't shown him Clifford. Yeah, my, my kids, my kids don't fuck with dogs bigger than them. So they they were already <laughs> lost when they heard that Clifford was big and red. They were like, Nah, we good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved Clifford here. as a child. I mean, I I have no beef with Clifford mm-hmm. personally. It's just it's live action, so you know we'll see what it do. Um, that's based on the children's book by Norman Bradwell. Uh, the premise: a middle schooler struggles to fit in at home. She discovers a small red puppy. Clifford becomes a gigantic red dog in her New York City apartment and attracts the attention of a genetics company who wishes to supersize animals. Emily and her clueless uncle have to fight the forces of greed as they go on the run across New York City. Okay, so, all right, so you got Big Red Dog and then you got scientists trying to exploit the DNA strains. All right, I'll watch this. This this seems like the type of movie I would watch, like, with my child, just to make sure it don't get too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because I was fine until the killer DNA army was coming to Mm. kill the red dog. God damn, bro. I I instantly Uh, thought it sounded like a bad video game plot for real, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, only you can save the dog. And, you know, you spend the whole time shooting off little white agents and shit while you run all over the place with this big-ass red dog in New York. (laughs) Clifford the Dog, voiced by David Allen Greer. Mm. I fucks with Dak. He's the homie. Keenan Thompson is going to be in there as a nice. veterinarian. He's winning right now. Okay. I'll I, I, I'll I'll watch it with my child. Uh-huh. This is one of the movies you got to go with a child. Like, I'm not going to be no 42-year-old man watching Clifford the Big Red Dog yeah. alone in the theater. <laughs> just, it's like that time I pulled up to that high school in Iowa to watch middle school baseball and parents were looking at me weird because there were no black kids. <laughs> <laughs> they like, who do you belong to? Yeah, yeah, like, which kid is yours? I'm like, I just like baseball, which is the truth. But <laughs> Saturday afternoon in Iowa, it looks suspicious. <laughs> so I, I went to get some nachos, it. and Chris Hansen stepped out right. that motherfucker. Enjoying them nachos, son? You want some jalapenos on that? You gotta have a steak. Why are you <laughs> here? <laughs> All right. We know why you're here. <laughs> the podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. You can download it wherever you download this fine podcast, with the exception of the iHeartRadio app, because somebody gave me some straightening about that on the Roy's Job Fair social. <laughs> We're working on getting Rod over there. We got to get him cleared and vetted through legal. Um, he's the only man that I know to still order salads from McDonald's. He is Narado. He does not. Uh, that salad shaker, baby, in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rhonda pulled up some of them statistics. Mm-hmm. These McDonald's salads, not that bad, yo. 350 calories? I'm not here to do a commercial for them, but maybe you shouldn't move them salads out the way. Rod, what would you get rid of at McDonald's in exchange for a second shake machine? I say we get them salad, the salad cooler. Move that. And then you could put a second shake machine, and that way the shake machine always works. I would get rid of the fucking filet fish machine. Mm. There's a machine get, for that. Get rid of that awful-ass fish sandwich and put a second machine in there. I hate the fucking filet fish It's the weirdest fucking... What kind of fish is that? You hear the anger in his voice right now? It came hard, too. It came hard, too. All I got to do is listen. This man does not like. 
The fillet? Okay. <laughs> so oh, all, it, don't take, it don't taste like fish. Oh. They never tell you what kind of fucking fish it is. just fish. Oh my god. And, and, and I don't I don't fuck with that. If you put enough tartar oh. sauce. Down with tartar sauce. <gasps> down you don't with like tartar tar sauce. sauce. No, if you don't get that fake ass mm. fish ranch out of here. Fish tartar ranch. <laughs> tartar sauce is awful. Mm-mm. You said fish ranch. Tartar sauce is good. Tartar sauce is blue cheese for seafood. If you put enough okay. tartar sauce on it and pickles, the sandwich is actually good. Nah, that it only pairs well with the trash can. And I, and I say we get rid of filet of fish and put that second shake machine Or just get rid of filet of fish and don't put nothing in there. Matter of fact, put the McRib on the menu permanently and mm. throw filet of fish away. Oh, you are out of control. I'm pro McRib. Yeah. Best rib sandwich on earth. And I'll say that to any pit master on the face of the planet. Now, now you're just being disrespectful. <laughs> now, now you just... Now you're just being disrespectful to barbecue, right? I, I, mm, uh, Agreed. Mm, I can never right. replace a McRib. I, uh, I feel then you like got me feeling real bad because I eat a double filet of fish. Jesus like, Christ. In a heartbeat, bro. Yeah, in a heartbeat. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a felony. Swear to God. I, I, <laughs> that's a felony. They were selling the filet of fish and they had that extra one for a dollar, bro. I was crushing that shit up. So I'm, I'm getting in shape. Yeah, I'm eating the filet of fish. You get in shape when you eat a filet of fish. Cause you, you know, it goes through you very quickly. Cause you, cause you always gotta run from the police afterwards. Cause only a nigga that commit felonies would be eating filet of double stacking filet of fishes out this motherfucker. You add cheese and bacon to that motherfucker too. Bro, they go well with my black Air Force ones, man. You better leave me alone, man. They go so well with my shady forces, bro. And I need your jeans. Please, what are you drinking now? <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking Fruit Loops vodka. Okay. What is that? What is Fruit Loops vodka? Um, it's a it's a flavor called Loopy from Three Olives, and it tastes like it tastes like Fruit Loops. This shit's fine. Okay. All right. Well, we'll okay. get on that. Rod, as always, thank you, good sir, and um. Thank you. We'll get with you. Absolutely. Thank you, Rod. Bless Slander up. Inspiration, brother. <laughs> slandered tartar sauce. I cannot believe he slandered tartar sauce like that. <sighs> I ain't like the way you disrespect filet fish and even Lingo talking about that. I'm with him on the McRib, though, so I'm torn. I love that McRib, but I don't talk about it publicly because y'all be, you know. You said you black... You black and say you like the McRib. You sound like a motherfucker. Do. You should stand for the flag. Motherfuckers look at you the same way. Same facial probably expression like a, on black people. You probably faces. like a well-cooked burger too, don't you? That's, you know you're supposed no, to eat it medium. Me, I like medium well. Sometimes I do medium. I do mm. ground beef medium well though. I ain't mad at that. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do. I do wag your medium. I understand. That's what fair. Doing, now see. Now see. Now we can drink together again. <laughs> Scam of the week. KG, I understand we got somebody from the 216, straight from Cleveland, clack, clack, you bleeding, as the great Bone Thugs and Harmony would say. Uh, who do we have on the line? We have Roger, and Roger wants to talk about a grandmother who is a special case with a rideshare program. That's the best way I can put it. 
Roger, have you ever had a double fillet of fish with a milkshake? So I did not know that a double fillet of fish was available. I didn't know if that was on the secret menu. If like you need the app to, is there like a promo code? I had, I've never before the Lord's 2021, I have never heard of the double stack fillet of fish. Is that a You're missing out, bro. You're missing out, bro. That's all I'm saying. You're missing out. You're missing out. Oh, you know. I'm glad I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) So walk walk us through this rideshare scam, brother. Walk us through what was going on in the streets of Cleveland. Street the streets of Cleveland got pretty hot one Halloween night. Um for most uh I've I've been doing rideshare um just kind of part-time for four years or so. And um it was, Halloween is always one of the more active nights. So just try to get out. Like it's always real active. It's the middle of the afternoon and I'm on, I'm out in the suburbs, one of the better parts of town. So get a ride from a woman, pull up to her house. And normally it's normal. It's pretty customary for on Halloween. You'll get people in their Halloween costumes coming through. Um, like it's, it's nothing, no big deal. So this woman comes out, older lady, um, you may know, but um, with most ride shares, you don't know where you're going until you actually start your ride. So um, you just kind of have an idea of the time. Uh, so it says like 15 minute ride. So old lady comes out. I'm like, yeah, she's going to CVS or Walgreens, something like that. Like it's Halloween night and it was a Saturday, like real, just typical. She gets in the car. She had to be no younger than like 85 years old, gets in the car. First thing that she says to me is, do you mind if I smoke in your car? And immediately I kind of clam up. I'm like, and then she's like, I will tip you right now. And then she just pulls out a 20. That window goes down immediately. So roll down, roll down the window. She hands me a 20. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm like smoke smell. It'll be out of my car in a matter of minutes. Like we're only in the car for 10, 15 minutes. All good. So, but she started chain smoking back to back. So I'm like, oh, it's a little bit of a problem. But I'm like, all right, still, it's still fine. Got a couple minutes, so we're all good. She starts telling me her life story. And essentially, the um, story goes as follows. She was on her way to go to where her granddaughter was living. She was living with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend and his friends were some thugs. So she was going to meet her granddaughter and give her granddaughter money so she can get her car fixed. That's what, uh, okay. what the story was. So we go from a pretty decent part of town to a pretty not so decent part of town. And she's like, all right, I will be right back. And then I'm like, kind of look at her like, because hmm, no round trip situation. None of that. So she's like, I'll be right back. Like, you're going to take me back, right? I'm like, you didn't change the address or anything? Like, if that's a destination... Correct. Correct. So yeah, at like at that, at that point, this is, this is real kind of early in Uber. So like it just, a lot of the savvy wasn't in place the same kind of ways as it is now. So I was able to change it for her, but um, yeah, she's just like, she got out of the car and she was like, don't leave me here. I'm parked on the street, but I'm not going to park in like, I'm at a trap house. Band. So like, I'm, I wasn't going to pull in the driveway yet. For our yeah. Friends not familiar with black American vernacular, is a, a popular drug den where drugs and crime are often traded for sex and guns and drugs. The trap house. 
<laughs> Continue. Sorry about that. That's the way to put it. So she she just she looks me dead in my eyes, says, "Do not leave me here." So I, I'm like, okay. So she, I'm like, but I gotta go. I got like other rides to get. Just kind of trying to shrug it off. And she then pulls out another twenty. So at this point, I'm up to forty cash plus fare. So I'm like, okay. So I hang out for a second. As soon as she goes in the house, every dude from this block comes out of the trap. What? So, so <laughs> they looking at me. They know that I'm not gang. They know that I'm not from their block immediately. Yeah. Who is she? Um, yeah. So they're so they're all on their porch. I'm sitting in my car. I got a little Camry, like real nondescript. And so at this point, I'm just trying to make a decision. I'm like, all right, I got this 85-year-old lady in this house, like 85-year-old white lady. I haven't seen her or the granddaughter. Wait, she's white? What? You yeah. buried the lead. This is an old white lady going to see her trap house boyfriend and her mixed granddaughter is... No, no, oh, no, 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 no. So, so the granddaughter was her, she was living with her boyfriend who was black, I believe. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, and, gotcha. Interracial yeah, girl yeah, yeah. love. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, how it goes. So yeah, she, so she needed money to get her car fixed. There were a lot of cars in the driveway. I don't know which one was hers, but somebody was doing her brakes was the story. So about five minutes go by. That five minutes feels like five hours because I got people staring at me. I got cars pulling up right next to me. Like, hey, what's going on? And we cool. So time goes by. I'm trying to call her at this point. Like, hey, like I got to go. But at the same time, I'm weighing like the cost because I'm like, yeah, like the clock's still rolling. I'm still getting paid. How long and she have you wait, man? We got up to... Hour twenty. Roger, how old were you? You waited an hour and twenty minutes. Follow me. Mm-hmm. Follow me. So, after probably about a half hour, or so I get her to pick up the phone. Okay. So I hear a bunch of ruckus going on in the back, and at this point, I'm like beyond <laughs> me just waiting. I'm fearful for her because I'm like I I don't want something to happen to the old. She's lady. your responsibility or though. To, you just met her. Say, all, you, all you had to do was drop her off. You I understand, but when we get finally got on the phone, she's like, hey, I got $40 for you. As mm-hmm. soon as I get out, and I'll be out in five minutes. Now I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right. So I'm like, now we up to $80 cash plus fare. Plus like, fare. I'm, making, I'm making money because I'm, I'm making money by sitting here and I got to ride you back. So she comes out. She finally, she gives me the 40. So now I got 80. Then she leaves again. Hey. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive. Once I once everything in hindsight came together, I was pretty sure that she was giving the granddaughter drug money, or she is giving she is giving her money for the flip. Something is I'm no no snitching. Something was happening. Yeah. She, I finally get her in the car. At when she gets back in the car, she gives me another forty. So now we're up to 120 in cash. So finally, I'm like, all right, we get out of here. I hit it. We get right back on the highway. I'm like, this is finally over. So I drive her to 15 minutes back to the suburbs. We get off the highway. I just hear her in the back. So, oh, and I I'm, remind you, she starts chain smoking when we get back Again. in the car, too. So now it's been it's just a trap old. house for an hour and a half. She's stressed. Yeah. But, she, a, wait a minute. But she was chain smoking on the way there, and then she was in the trap house. 
Where does she get the next pack of cigarettes, bro? I, I, <laughs> questions I need answers. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm like, I'm pissed. But then I'm like, all right, like I got 120 basically for an hour and a half of work. So I'm like, I'm just weighing, I'm weighing like the pros and cons. We get off the highway and we're 30 seconds away from her house. I'm like, Phew, finally, this is over. I hear her in the back. She's like, can we make one more stop, no. please? So he's like, right across the street from my house, there's a corner store. Can we please stop there? I'm like, all right, I feel safe here. I can see your house. You really could walk, but at this point, like, what's another whatever, five minutes? We pull her and she's like, yeah, can I get you anything? I'm like, yes, you can get me everything in the store. <laughs> like, oh, no. I'm like, if you can give me a Gatorade, grab me some chips, that would be awesome. Like, so she she comes back, she grabs me three bottles of Gatorade, a Snicker and a bag of Doritos. But the kicker was she also came out with two big ass cartons of Newports. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's hilarious. So she gets she gets the Newports. I swing her back across the street, drop her off by in the fair. It, it, I like through the ride share, I end up getting like $115 total. Them plus the 120 cash that she gave me, all in about an hour, hour 30, hour 45 minute endeavor. But it could have cost me my life. So I don't know if, if I don't know if that 200 was worth it, but that's it sounded like it was. You alive and you hit a double up. Wait, I got one quick question. Was your rent? Was your Absolutely. rent due? I mean, what was the problem here? <laughs> no, so, so, so like, yeah, like I usually use rideshare pretty much to pay my student loans. So it was just like it, it was. Yeah. It was kind of like yeah, weighing the options. I'm like yeah, like that's that's knocked out in in two hours. So I'm like now now I can go I can go and kick it. I can go and get an outfit. I can. Go do whatever. Well, Roger, thank you so thank much for you. calling into the show, man. Appreciate Absolutely. you, man. Be yeah, safe. Man, hey, man. Thank you. I'll be in Cleveland, pimp, mid-August uh, at Hilarities. Hit up JG. We'll lock up some, some tickets for you. That'll be great. I really, okay. really appreciate it. Love to come out and see you. Bring some people. Bring that white <laughs> grandmama, too. I'm sure she could use a lot. No, I, I'm a caller. I, no, I, I, I know the block where her, where her granddaughter be at. Like, I can he knows the block. Sw- swing back through there. He better know the block. He sat there for an hour and a half waiting for Max. All right, bro. You got to roll, right, man. man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. That's the show. Thank you to everybody who called in today. Uh, thank you, as always, to Rhonda, our wonderful, wonderful researcher. Royce Jock there is a product of iHeart Media Comedy Central and South Park and Princeton Productions. JG, you are the red blood cells that keep this show rolling. Ralph the Third. Um, we got it. Yo. You and me, bro, we got to figure out where we're going to watch the Olympics. Since you're, like, close to the East Coast or somewhere, we have to, like, find a bar or something. I don't know. Do people do that with the Olympics? Do you go to a bar and watch gymnastics? Is that what I think you, you, know? could, you, could, you could. I mean, we'd be two black men in a bar watching gymnastics. Oh, yeah, that's well, totally acceptable nowadays. Well, the whole women's gymnastics team is black women, so they'll just figure that we just supporting one of our black. women. They would just assume we date one of them. They can assume you dating one. My wife will stab all of us and she'll take out the team. I'm not going for that madness, bro. Jersey all day. If you want to be a part of the job fair, email us RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.
This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.